0: Welcome to First Do No Harm with Massachusetts Citizens for Life board member and physician Dr. Mark Rollo. This broadcast will focus on medical ethics from a Catholic perspective and address abortion, physician-assisted suicide, contraception, natural family planning, IVF, healthcare proxy, and other topics. Please be advised that this show may not be appropriate for children under 13.
1: Hello and welcome back to First, Do No Harm, a show about medical ethics from a Catholic perspective. I'm Dr. Mark Rollo. Soon, the Supreme Court of the United States will deliver the Dobbs v. Jackson decision. Today, you will hear part one of my interview with Terry Beatley, founder of the Hosea Institute and who is the author of the book, What If We've Been Wrong? Keeping My Promise to America's Abortion King. Terry Beatley was the last person to interview the abortion king, Dr. Bernard Nathanson, before he passed away from cancer in 2011. Her promise to Dr. Nathanson was to spread the message to America about how he deceived the nation about abortion. That deception ultimately led to the infamous Roe v. Wade decision in 1973. Terry promised Dr. Nathanson that she would reveal his lies and those of proponents of abortion until the campaign of deception was widely known, or until Roe v. Wade was overturned. We are now on the verge of that promise being fulfilled. Before we continue, let us pray, for as stated by the U.S. Catholic bishops, only with prayer, prayer that storms the heavens for justice and mercy, prayer that cleanses our hearts and souls, will the culture of death that surrounds us today be replaced with a culture of life? The book of Hosea chapter 4 verses 1 through 9 reads this way, Israelites, hear what God says. For the Lord indicts the citizens of the country. There is no loyalty, no faithful love, no knowledge of God in the country. Only perjury and lying, murder, theft, adultery and violence, bloodshed after bloodshed. This is why the country is in mourning, AND ALL ITS CITIZENS PINING AWAY. THE WILD ANIMALS ALSO, AND BIRDS OF THE SKY, EVEN THE FISH IN THE SEA WILL DISAPPEAR. BUT LET NO ONE DENOUNCE, NO ONE REBUKE, IT IS YOU, PRIEST, THAT I DENOUNCE. PRIEST, YOU WILL STUMBLE IN BROAD DAYLIGHT, AND THE PROPHET WILL STUMBLE WITH YOU IN THE DARK and I will make your mother perish. My people perish for want of knowledge. Since you yourself have rejected knowledge, so I shall reject you from my priesthood. Since you have forgotten the teaching of your God, I in my turn shall forget your children. The more of them there have been, The more they have sinned against me, they have bartered their glory for shame. They feed on the sin of my people. They are greedy for their iniquity. But as with a people, so with a priest. I shall punish them for their conduct. I shall pay them back for their deeds." O God, we are all called to be faithful priests through our baptism. As we are told in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 1268, the baptized have become living stones to be built into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood. By baptism they share in the priesthood of Christ, in his prophetic and royal mission. They are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, that they may declare the wonderful deeds of him who called them out of darkness into his marvelous light. Baptism gives a share in the common priesthood, of all believers Lord help us to fulfill our priestly mission to save God's people from perishing for want of knowledge help us to be loyal and faithful in sharing the word of God especially his gift of life and we ask this in Jesus name Amen and now here is part one of my conversation with Terry Beatley. Joining me now is Terry Beatley. Terry is the Catholic author of What If We've Been Wrong? Keeping My Promise to America's Abortion King. In her rare interview in 2009, Terry accepted the pro-life mantle of Dr. Bernard Nathanson co-founder of NARAL. NARAL, you may know, is an acronym that initially stood for the National Association for the Repeal of Abortion Laws, and that was back in the early 70s. And then when abortion laws were effectively repealed by way of a court decision, the famous Roe v. Wade, or infamous Roe v. Wade decision, they changed their name to National Abortion Rights Action League. So Terry um, promised Dr. Nathanson to teach America his eight-point strategy of deception, including the political ploy called the Catholic Strategy, which led to the decriminalization of abortion and exploitation of women and their children. In addition, she personally promised to deliver Dr. Nathanson's personal parting message to America until it becomes common knowledge or until Roe v. Wade is overturned. And that's why I'm so excited to be talking to Terry now because we are on the verge and maybe at the airing of this uh, show, Roe v. Wade, uh, please God, will have been uh, overturned. Terry founded the Hosea Initiative as the conduit to deliver this healing truth. Leveraging the power of redemptive storytelling, Terry tells of the conversion of Dr. Nathanson, connecting it to the impact of worldviews and revealing God's divine mercy for even the most egregious sinner. Terry has taught over 6,000 Catholic youth and 750 Catholic teachers, along with tens of thousands of Americans by public appearances radio and television interviews, and Hosea Initiatives Liberated by Truth conferences. International audiences include Germany, Albania, Kenya, Zimbabwe, and Israel. So, Terry, welcome to the program.
0: I'm so glad to be on. We've waited a long time for this.
1: (laughs) Yes, we have, and and, uh, when I asked you if you would come talk to me on the show about your book, little did I know that we were on the verge of this draft, a leak from the Supreme Court that suggests that Roe v. Wade might actually be overturned and, and our prayers will be answered. So I imagine these last couple of weeks have been really
0: busy for you. Well, they, they've been busy with Justice radio uh, interviews and um you know trying to write some pieces on it but this is the moment we've been waiting for and, and like you I join you in prayer and I hope all your listeners will pray as well that not one of those supreme court justices who at least tentatively you know have made it appear that they're going to be trying to overturn Roe v Wade will change their mind yes. you know under the public pressure yeah. of still a minority of people. So so it's, a, it's the right time to pray.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. In fact, as we speak today, the uh, United States uh, Conference of Catholic Bishops has asked people to fast and pray on this day uh, that uh, the Roe v. Wade decision will be overturned. So getting to your book, I just finished reading it, and again, the title of it is uh, What If We've Been Wrong? Keeping My Promise to America's... Abortion King, and uh, it it was uh, very riveting. And I've known about Dr. Nathanson over the years, and uh, was really interested in seeing his uh, conversion story. But uh, could you just start by talking about the backstory of the of the book and how the book came to be, and and uh, <laughs> what it was like to ask him? For an interview at a time when he was actually close to being on his uh, deathbed.
0: Uh, Sure. Most of this began with recognizing my own personal ignorance when it came to the history of how America morphed from a country where we experienced the Civil War over slavery Mm -hmm. to a nation that just 100 years later was embracing really the, the, the slaughter of the innocents. Mm-hmm. And I was never pro-abortion, but nor was I a pro-life activist. I just figured it had nothing to do with me, to yeah. be quite frank. And back then, I was not a practicing Catholic. I just felt very um, distance from the topic. So, I began reading after I went to a march for life in Washington D.C. When a Catholic homeschool mom invited me, oh. and I took my two girls, and that was actually the beginning because I saw pictures of aborted babies, and and I realized how little I knew about this issue. So I went to visit Jim Sedlak at American Life League, mm-hmm. and I uh, asked him, you know, what do you know? What do I need to do? I feel like I'm 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 sort of being like not called, but just led into this pro-life activity Mm -hmm. and he said the first thing you need to do is educate yourself yes so he pulled a book off the shelf called grand illusion by george grant it's basically the history the legacy of margaret sanger Mm. and planned parenthood and so the my beginning was actually experiencing that march for life seeing the pictures of the aborted babies and then self-educating i read that book about four times and Mm. I realized to a certain degree I had bought into the lies of the founder, Margaret Sanger, yep. um, in which we cover that later on. Um, so that was the beginning. And then when I, as I'm reading, I'm learning about Margaret Sanger's Negro project. Yes. That was her racist population yep. control plan. She started back in 1939 to drastically reduce, if not eliminate the black population mm-hmm. in America. And they, she and her, team named it the negro project well about then a movie came out called maafa 21 and it's a two and a half hour documentary proving up one side and down the other that planned parenthood is the most racist organization funded by our government and then i took that dvd to a black minister in virginia and that's where the journey began and all that was before interviewing dr nathanson Mm.
1: Thank goodness for homeschooling. (laughs) You you (laughs) met a homeschool mom, and she uh, happily schooled you by taking you to the...
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well, and so what happened was the black minister, after he watched this with me, I didn't just give it to him. I invested my life into his, and I had asked him for a three-hour appointment. At the end of watching the DVD, I said, Pastor, tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll tell you what I think. I will never again vote for a pro-abortion candidate for as long as I live. For Mm -hmm. if I do, I'm voting to annihilate my own race. And furthermore, I get it now. It's just wrong. And that was the beginning. He invited me to his church two months later to put on a uh, two-night pro-life conference. Part of it was watching the film, but that was not the entirety of it. And then I was at a prayer vigil months later, uh, about five months later, in November of 2009, and I was asking the Lord quite fervently, Mm -hmm. what did he want me to do with all of these experiences Mm. of, of realizing that the topic of life leads. It leads politically, if you have the spine to do it. It leads in uniting people together for a common cause, like mm-hmm. saving people's lives, and I, I didn't know what to do, because I'm white, and my audiences were black, and it was just crushing you know. Any, any of the strongholds, and all I could hear back from my plea was go interview Dr. Bernard Nathanson, mm. and I sat back in the chair, and I, I told the Lord that I think that's a silly idea because Dr. Nathanson will probably not say yes to my request.
1: Yeah, I mean, that (laughs) was a really bold, (laughs) bold idea.
0: (laughs) Uh, I mean, I really, I thought it was impossible. And and as I told uh, the Lord that this is not likely to happen, it was just silence. There was no response from God. And I realized I was at least supposed to try. So I found Dr. Nathanson's number. And called up there, his wife answered, and she said, Terry, this is highly unlikely. Um, she said, my husband has not granted an interview in over a year. Um, she said, he's 83 years old. He's terminally ill with cancer. And she said, all I can tell you to do is just put your request in writing and fax it to me, and mm-hmm. I'll present it to him, but don't get your hopes up. And so that I did that, and the letter is in the book, um, a yeah. little short letter. But to my amazement, she called me back a couple days after I faxed it up to Manhattan. And she said uh, to her amazement, he said, yes. And she asked me if I could fly up on. Here's the key date for your audience to latch on to. She said, can I come to New York on December 1st? And that was 2009. Mm. And the reason I'm mentioning this is that's when the promise was made to Dr. Nathanson. And exactly 12 years later to the day the Supreme Court hears the Dobbs case on wow. December 1st, 2021.
1: That's incredible.
0: And I don't believe that's by accident. Yeah. I believe that's by the hand of God.
1: Yeah, and 12 okay. is, a, is a very uh, important number in, in the Judeo-Christian culture with the 12 apostles, and I wonder if there's any significance uh, there. The 12 tribes of Israel, and, right. and Dr. Nathanson originally was brought up in the Jewish faith, and I guess maybe when you say you prayed to God for some guidance and you heard silence, maybe instead of talking to you, he talked to Dr. Nathanson and said, yeah, you're going to get yeah. this call and say yes. So, so that's incredible. Well, you know,
0: incredible. it's funny you, you mentioned that. I asked Dr. Nathanson why he said yes to my mm, interview. Yes. Uh, and he said, because I read your letter and it was so optimistic and it had to do with if I can remember correctly, a few sentences about how pastors are awakening, how they're recognizing that this is not a political issue. It's a social moral issue. Mm -hmm. And I, I, for whatever it was, I mean, this is all God ordained, you know, because I, I, (laughs) I wasn't asking the Lord to go interview Dr. Nathanson. It was directed to me. So, um, Anyway, yeah. And then, and then, so really, for the last twelve years, it's been a journey, just pushing it forward, and and God knows how to keep me motivated because about whenever I'm ready to just hang up my hat and give up, it's like how because how do you teach a nation? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when, when all of the media, not all the media, but all the major media is against what you're doing, yeah. so they're not going to give a lending hand. How do you do it? Mm-hmm. So God knows how to keep me fired up because he will do something to keep me so inspired. And the latest thing was the December 1st here. When, and when I heard that the Supreme Court had chosen December 1st to hear the Dobbs case, I knew immediately. It's like, Lord, you're doing it all over Yeah, now. that's amazing. Here we amazing. go. Don't give up. Don't that's give amazing.
1: up. <laughs> well, tell us. Bring us, bring us into that room. You arrived at his yeah. home. And then how were you greeted and when you saw his i guess his wife answered the door and then she took you in to see him because yeah. he was sick tell us all about that
0: well everything was the opposite of what i thought it was going to be you know because he was a big you know OBGYN and mm-hmm. the, i i was expecting this large palatial condominium in manhattan new york yeah you know with with golden pillars or something. yeah right <laughs> and the, everything was the opposite so when his wife opened the door and uh escorted me in the first thing we walk into is this efficiency kitchen, mm. and I thought, well, that was not what I was expecting, yeah. <laughs> And then she, she gets to the corner of the kitchen to the living room, and she said, Dr. Nathanson, your guest is here. Hmm. And he kind of waves me on in. I only spent one hour with him, but it's the hour that changed the direction of my life. Hmm. She pulled up a little wooden chair. I sat right beside him. He had his chihuahua dog on his lap, and uh, he happened to be watching something. I think it was like on Fox News. Oh, uh, he was watching Glenn Beck. And I'll never hear you oh, he right? you ever watch this show? <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, I do when I can. he's like, oh, I watch it every day because what comes out of his mouth is like liquid gold. <laughs> this is what he said <laughs> to too you? too dramatic for me. But he speaks liquid gold... And I would just say that for that one hour, it was very, when the beginning, I found it very stressful because I, it, it just felt surreal Yeah. that I was literally sitting down with the man who changed the trajectory of the United States of America. Yeah. You could almost make the argument of the world yeah. because he trained Planned Parenthood doctors on how to kill babies in the yeah. womb. Yeah, amazing. And uh, and he was very, very remorseful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like to... Compare it. If remorse was physical, if you could grab it, I could have grabbed it out of the air. Mm. He was so remorseful, mm. so sorrowful for what he had done in deceiving the American public, deceiving millions of American women and mothers and fathers, and the highest courts of our land. Yeah,
1: it's amazing. Yeah. Well, how did he explain it to you? I know that uh, when I introduced you, I made reference to the the Catholic strategy. Mm -hmm. And his eight-point strategy of deception. Uh, Tell us about that and uh, how he kind of, uh, how he related that to you.
0: Yeah, and, and we've captured all this um, with the nonprofit organization I have in a little booklet called the Fact Check Booklet. And I encourage your listening audience to, if they go on to the website, which we can cover that later, but, but just know that this eight-point strategy is now in a four-inch by six-inch booklet. Oh. And we have churches, individuals, crisis pregnancy centers. They're buying these by the caseload. Wow. Why don't you give us um, the... Uh, or they go in with friends. That's the best price you can get. It's 200 in a case.
1: Tell us the web address of the Institute and what they can get on that.
0: Sure. Yeah, it's um, Hosea Initiative, and, and nobody can spell the word initiative. So. Yeah. <laughs> so the web address is Hosea, like the book in the Bible, H-O-S-E-A. The number four, Y-O-U dot O-R-G, Hosea4U dot O-R-G. Mm-hmm. That'll take you right to Jose Initiative. Yes. And this is the nonprofit organization I started to help fulfill the promise I made to Dr. Nathanson. So we a train, uh, we call them state liaison representatives all across the nation. And we want representatives in every single county across every single state, then someone who's motivated to get the truth out and America will be educated because I can't do it by myself, but we can do it with a dynamite, motivated, emboldened grassroots effort Mm. and then we also hold what's called liberated by truth conferences Mm -hmm. which we would love to come to your area Mm. and that's an all-day or half-a-day conference where we cover uh let's see topics such as the deadliest american hoax the whole backstory of dr nathanson and his conversion not only to pro-life but also to the catholic church Mm -hmm. lord Mm -hmm. Uh, seminar number two is Uh, The Catholic strategy, Mm. uh, how how they use the Catholic Church to advance abortion onto America. Number three, pills and potions. We go over the hundred year history of Margaret Sanger and how her worldview of eugenics, birth control, and promiscuity uh, was government funded, became government funded and institutionalized, and really turned America upside down Mm. into the sexually hedonistic culture we now have. In addition to when she, when her worldview kind of teamed up with that of Alfred Kinsey, we also revisit Roe v. Wade, the six erroneous assumptions made in the Roe v. Wade decision, and then there are about four more of seminars that we have, topics that we have. Uh, becoming a courageous witness for life is is another one. Mm-hmm. so these are that's an all-day conference. We've already been surveying our audiences, and we know that anywhere from. 85 to 100 percent of the people believe that their peers need to know this information. Mm. So if we're, if we're serving, you know, we, we did a conference out in Kansas City, Kansas, and that was Catholic pro-life frontline activists. Most of them did not know the information that you and I are going to go over in the next few minutes. And by the time the survey was over, 100 percent of the people believed every Catholic Every seminarian, every priest needs to know this backstory of Dr. Bernard Nathan.
1: Yeah, well, that's tremendous, and I've I've looked at your website, and it it is a chock full of uh, good information. So I encourage everybody to go to yeah. Hosea4U.org. But um, so getting back to your interview yeah. with Dr. Nathanson mm-hmm. and the and the whole Catholic strategy, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you tell us some more about that?
0: Sure. And, and I think it'll make more sense if I tell first the promise that I made. Sure. Dr. Yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Take it whatever yeah. direction so you like. At the end of the interview, I felt such compassion for him mm-hmm. because he was very weak, very feeble. You know, his frame was probably like a 185 pound frame, but... I'm guessing he was 130 pounds just whittling away with terminal cancer. And at the end of the interview, I looked at him and I said, Dr. Nathanson, I know you're too sick to get your message out anymore. I said, if you have a message for America and if you tell it to me, I promise you I will deliver it across our country until it becomes common knowledge or until Roe v. Wade is overturned, whichever one comes first. Wow. And Dr. Nathanson, he looked up at me. I'll never forget it. He had a slight little glimmer of hope in his eyes, Mm -hmm. and that was the only time during the interview he did. And he said, yes. He said, continue teaching the strategy of how I deceived America. And that's this eight-point strategy we'll go over here now. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And then he said, uh, and then tell America that the co-founder of NARAL says to love one another. Hmm. Abortion is not love. Stop the killing. The world needs more love. And I'm all about love now. Oh,
1: wow, that's tremendous.
0: And I reached over and I shook his hand and I promised him that I would get the job done. And and right about then his wife said, Terry, we gotta wrap up this interview and she walked me to the door. And she winked her eye at me and she said, Well, good luck on that promise. Mm. And the door closed slowly. And I remember standing there looking at the door, sort of frozen, like, I can't believe I just made a promise with a handshake yeah. that I would teach America. So, but I had no clue how, but God did, and He's doing it. So glory to God. God gets all the glory if if this is ever finally fulfilled, that this becomes common knowledge, you know, and Roe v. Wade's overturn.
1: This concludes part one of my interview with Terry Beatley. Tune in next time when she will further discuss Dr. Nathanson's diabolically deceptive strategy of unleashing Roe v. Wade on America. Until then, remember, we should always treat life with care and respect. And at the very least, we should first... Do no harm. First Do No Harm with Dr. Mark Rollo is produced at WQPH 89.3 FM, Shirley Fitchburg. We are very happy to share it with other networks.
0: Thank you for tuning in to First Do No Harm. Dr. Rollo welcomes your questions and comments. You may contact him at MarkRollo978 at gmail.com. That's M-A-R-K-R-O-L-L-O 978 at gmail.com. Thank you, and until next week, remember, first, do no harm.